When it comes to referrals, the number one thing you must believe is that you deserve them. The next thing you must understand is that you're not owed them. So whereas you do deserve referrals, you're never owed them. And you have to be willing to invest in relationships to receive them and consistent relationships if you want consistent referrals. This is Getting to Yes, the podcast with leaders from all walks of life, exploring their successes, mistakes, and lessons learned in influence and persuasion. Getting others to say yes, and then taking an insight or two to help them achieve even greater things. For most entrepreneurs, warm referrals can be a significant source of new clients. But all too often, this gets overlooked in the mix between other traffic sources, such as social media, paid ads, or search engine optimization. And I'll admit, I'm guilty of that as well. So it's with great pleasure to welcome Stacey Brown-Randall to discuss the science behind generating referrals naturally, without manipulating, incentivizing, or even asking. Stacey was one of the keynote speakers at a recent event I attended, and she is the multiple award-winning author of Generating Business Referrals Without Asking, host of the Roadmap to Grow Your Business podcast, and a national speaker. She's been featured in national publications like Entrepreneur Magazine, Investor Business Daily, Forbes, and more. And Stacy, so good to have you on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here and hang out with you again. Yes, when I listened to your keynote speak, there were so many things that I wrote down, and I think it was particularly because I am totally ignoring referrals as a source of new business, of new clients. And... <laughs> Your talk was any indication I'm not alone in this. There's so many other people that don't really tap into the power of referrals. So why don't we start there? I know you have a master's in organizational communication. So I got to ask, why do people, business owners in particular, struggle to activate referrals? Yeah. So, you know, I think it comes down to what I like to think about with people and referrals today. It's like the curse of knowledge. Because the truth is, most people have thought about referrals on some level, but what you've been told for decades and decades and decades, probably generations, right? What you've been told are these, what I call these old school ways or traditional ways of generating referrals. And so once you've heard that, oh, if you want referrals, you need to ask for them, or you need to pay a kickback for them, or you need to be networking every single night of the week so people will remember you so they can refer to you. Once you hear one of those ways, you're like, oh, no, nope. I do not want to do that. I don't want to ask. That makes me feel awkward and uncomfortable. I don't want to incentivize, or maybe I even can't because of the industry that I'm in, or that's just not how I want to show up being like promotional and gimmicky being like for my brand. It's not how I want to show up. So when you've heard there are these ways, right? Air quotes around ways, these old school, these traditional ways of generating referrals, and you're not interested in them because they don't fit who you are and how you want to show up in the marketplace the curse of knowledge is there. So you just kind of dismiss it. You're like, nope, that's how you get referrals. Never mind. I'll just hope that I actually receive some. And that I think is how a lot of business owners move forward when it comes to their referral strategy is because they don't want to do it in the old school ways. And that's what they've been told. That's what all of us have been told for forever. And they're like, well, I don't know how else to do it. So it just won't be a strategy I focus on. And I'll just get really excited and feel lucky when I do get some referrals. Yeah, that's so true. And just in looking back, that's how I thought too, that you have this perceived notion of how things are done. 
And without stepping outside of that paradigm, it's very hard to envision other ways or come up with other ways, despite I suspect there's so many books out there that would talk about other ways to be more authentic about generating referrals, but who has time to sift through all these books and find the ones that actually do what you tell? And, you know, obviously in your own business, you're now helping clients tap into that referrals, right? Yes, but the truth is if you went looking for natural ways to generate referrals, to do it in a way that felt authentic, where you weren't manipulating people, where you weren't taking advantage of the reciprocity, if you went looking for those books, they're not out there. I mean, the truth is this industry has been teaching a couple of cornerstone ways to generate referrals for decades. And it's, it's even when you have somebody who starts teaching it in the real estate space or in the financial advisor space, they're still teaching the same strategies and tactics. They're just teaching them to different industries. And the truth is, is that's how it's always been. So when I started figuring out how I wanted to generate referrals for my own business, not because I expected to have a business teaching other people how to do this. But when I was trying to figure out referrals for myself, I was like, why is this all that's out there? Why isn't there something that tells me it's different? And when I created my strategy, I very quickly became a contrarian because people would be like, wait a minute, you can get referrals mm. without asking for them. And I'm like, yes, no, I'm not just, it's not smoke and mirrors. I'm not making it up. I'm not saying something. And then there's a bait and switch right on the back end. Like, yes, if you actually understand the science behind how referrals work, you can build a strategy around that. I don't know why it took me coming up with ultimately what that looks like, but it was definitely long overdue because people deserve a different way to be able to generate referrals. Absolutely. And this is why I'm so excited about what you have to share and as you said, more people need to know that there are other ways to generate referrals. And so why don't we dive into the science of what actually makes referrals happen, what needs to happen. And once we know what that happens, I think we can talk about practical strategies and tactics on what everyone can be doing should be doing. Yeah. So I think it's really important for people to understand what a referral is. Like a lot of times people think they know what a referral is when you say a referral. And then I'll have people come up to me and be like, I got this referral. And then they'll explain the situation. And I'm like, that's not a referral. So it is important to kind of understand what's the basic definition of a real true referral. And it has two parts. It's number one, there's always a personal connection. There is always what we call a referral source. Sometimes they're called referral partners, um, but we call them the referral source. There's always a human, a referral source, who is going to connect you with a potential prospect. And that personal connection is going to happen, and that's where the trust is going to be transferred between the referral source and the prospect towards you because the prospect trusts the referral source. And so that trust is transferred from them to you when you're referred to them. And so personal connection is number one. And then number two is need identify. Like the prospect needs to know they're the prospect in this situation, right? They need to know, hey, this is the problem that I have and I'm interested in solving it. And here's who I'm going to have a conversation with because this person's referring me and I trust them. So that personal connection and then the need identified are the two key parts that actually make a referral a referral. What people don't realize is when you actually think about that happening, right? We look at it from our perspective as the business owner. We get an email in our inbox and it says, hey, I'm connecting you two together because you need to help them. They need to hire you, right? You're like, yes, I got a potential new client. This is awesome and amazing for me. Like you get really excited and you think in that moment that that referral is about you. It's about you helping someone. It's about your ability to help someone. It's about a new client for you, right? And the focus of all the tactics 
are taught in the same way that the focus of the tactics is on you. That's why the advice is, well, if you want referrals, then you just go ask for them or you go offer to pay for them. But when you actually look at what's Mm -hmm. happening and the science behind what's happening when that referral happens to begin with, what's ultimately triggering it is the referral source knowing someone who has a problem and deciding to help that person solve their problem. And how they're going to help that person solve their problem is by connecting them to you because you are just the solution provider which is great. You are getting a new client. I'm not taking anything away from the fact that you have a new potential Mm -hmm. new paying client, but that's not why it happened. The referral source didn't wake up and say, like, I think about my referral sources, not one of them wakes up every day and says, I wonder who I can refer to Stacy today. I wonder how I can help Stacy grow their business. No, they wake up thinking about themselves. Let's be honest. We all do, right? On some level, we all wake up thinking about ourselves. But throughout the course of their day, if there is an opportunity and they're having a conversation with someone who's like, wow, I have got to do something about referrals. Like, I've got to figure this out. I've got to be able to get more consistent referrals. And that conversation's happening with my referral source. The referral source will instantly think of me, yes, because I'm, but I'm just the solution provider in that dynamic. The real hero is the referral source who's going to tell that prospect, I know how to solve your problem. They get to be the hero to their friend, their colleague, their business buddy. And by being the hero, that's when they're connecting them to me. So it's really important you keep the focus on the right person and the right hero and the strategy. And then your tactic actually mirrors that. So if the referrals aren't about me getting a new client, but they're about my referral source helping someone they know, then my only obligation and responsibility in that dynamic is to take care of my relationship with my referral source and making sure that's what I'm focused on. And if I'm focused on that, then when they come across the opportunity, I'll be the one they have the desire to refer to because it makes it about the referral source and not about me. Absolutely. And I think, you know, for the referral source, what's going on in their mind, which goes along with what you're saying, them being the hero, they don't want to look stupid by recommending somebody to you and then you botched the job. So it's, as you said, the trust, the relationship between the referral source and you as the solution provider needs to be there that they know you're doing a good job and that they can actually be the hero. Because obviously, if the opposite is true, that as a solution provider, you're not doing a good job, you're not taking care of their precious referral, then the opposite happens that they're saying, oh, I'm never going to send this person another referral because they made me look stupid or (laughs) they did drop the ball. So, I mean, obviously there's a lot of emotions that go into the science behind referrals and how they work and when they work best. And a big portion, so we teach this at kind of like at a high level, there's the what's happening when a referral is being triggered in the mind of your referral source. And then there's the second piece about this psychology of trust that happens between you and the referral source and the relationship that you have with them. And that trust factor is really, really important, but it doesn't mean you're going to always get it right. They have to trust that you will do good work and that you will do a good job. And hopefully you have what I call a referable client experience. But at the end of the day, it doesn't mean mistakes aren't going to happen. It does mean, though, that you know how to communicate about those mistakes and then fix them. And so when you think about the relationship you have with your referral source, right, 
most of the time that relationship is mostly based on the fact that they know you care about them because you appreciate the fact that they refer to you. It's actually not because they know the 13 different service offerings you have. People are going to remember you for one reason and one reason only because we're lazy as humans. And we just kind of like, oh, you do X, got it. I know you made you A, B, C, and Y, and Z, but I'm just going to remember the X piece. And then that's what they're ultimately going to refer you to. But as your relationship evolves and as it develops and as it deepens and strengthens, then obviously there's opportunities for them to understand more about the other things that you do. But the truth is it all comes down to how you make that referral source feel. That is why they choose to refer to you. And that's why they choose to remember you because you are occupying space in their mind. Yeah. I love this last statement because this is at the heart of the podcast, getting to yes, that they say yes to you as a referral partner and want to do want to help solve their prospects problem by referring them to you. And that ultimately it is really what's going on in their brain to make that initial yes happen and then go from there. So from a very practical perspective, then um, now that we understand referrals are never about you, but really about the referral source and how they feel about you. What are some practical steps that you teach your clients on you know, here's how you actually activate it. And maybe start out with your own backstory. You know, before you got tons of referrals into your own business, what do you think was the one thing that led you to realize, ah, this is how people should be referring? Yeah. So I would love to say that I like woke up one day and I was just like brilliant with referrals. Like that would be a kind of a cool story that is in fantasy land completely. I actually created the strategy of how I teach others to generate referrals now based on really the, like the school of hard knocks. For me, I like everybody else, I went to figure out how to get referrals. And all the advice was ask for them, pay for them, network to know a ton of people. And I have three kids. I don't have time to be networking every day. Or it was be really promotional and gimmicky. Put in your email signature, the greatest compliment you can give me is a referral. And I was like, oh, that's not how I want to show up in the marketplace or to my people. And so like everybody else, I saw these strategies and these tactics. I'm like, there's got to be a better way. I didn't know what the better way was, but I was just willing to try anything to see what would work so that I didn't have to do those other ways. And so I started throwing spaghetti on the wall and things were sticking and I just paid attention to what was sticking and I paid attention. And that's when I started paying attention to why is it working and what's actually happening and what's resonating. And at the end of the day, what's the big picture if I boiled it down to a couple of things that I'm ultimately doing and what is it that I'm saying? And because my first year as a business and productivity coach, so that was before I shifted to just teaching referrals, but and my first year as a business and productivity coach, I had 112 referrals that I didn't ask for. And the triple digit number has continued. And that is because I focus on the referral sources. And so if there's one thing I would tell your audience, your business owners to think about is that, do you know who your referral sources are? When I was able to identify who's referring me and then create a strategy around how I was going to take care of them to let them know that I appreciated them, everything changed. And it ultimately is at the foundation, at like that ground level foundational place of how I teach every person that I work with. And that is, it first starts the identification. And the number one thing you need to do before you can decide, yes, I want to get serious about referrals or yes, I want to get referrals like Stacy, or hey, I have 12 referrals a year and I would just really love 30 every year so I can pick and choose who I work with, right? Your number is your number. But 
I always tell folks like, well, it starts with knowing who the people are because at the heart of referrals are people, it's humans. So who are your humans? Who's your tribe? And most people can't tell me exactly who their referral sources are. They can't tell me their names. They can't tell me the exact number they have. They can't even tell me typically how many referrals they receive in a year. So I actually, before we hopped on this conversation, I was on the call with somebody who's considering joining my group coaching program. It's called Building a Referrable Business. And one of the questions I ask is, how many referrals do you receive on average now? And I always know the person has no idea when I get a range. Five to seven, 12 to 14, one to three, right? Like when I get ranges, I'm like, you don't know. You don't actually fundamentally know. That doesn't mean your range is wrong. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is is that you actually don't know how many referrals you got last year or in the last 12 months because you're not tracking it. And it's definitely not something that's top of mind for you because it's not in front of you. And so I know if you don't know how many referrals you got, you probably also don't know how to answer the question, how many referral sources do you have sending you those five to seven referrals in a year? And most of the time, the responses I get is unsure. I don't know. How do I find out? And so I always tell folks, that's where it starts. If you want to generate more referrals in your business, yes, there is the what you do and the what you say and the consistency and the cadence of it and what it looks like. And there is a strategy and a system behind it, but none of it matters until you know who you're doing it for. And so identifying your who, your tribe of referral sources is really important. And most people tell me, well, I pulled together a list of my referral sources off the top of my head. And I'm like, stop right there. No, do not pass go. You're not getting out of jail. You actually need to go back and pay attention to who are your referral sources. And there's a pretty simple way that I teach people to do this. Um, And we've got this resource on my website as well. It's called Identification of Your Referral Sources. And it's as simple as pulling out a list of your clients for the last couple of years. Preferably, I want you, if you're working with me, I'm going to have you go back three or four years, but at a minimum, just go back one or two years, pull a list of all the names of the new clients you brought on board in the last year or two. For some people, that's going to be 12. For some of you, it may be like 75. It doesn't matter, but pull a list of who your clients are and then tell me the source of how they learned about you. Did they come through a Facebook ad? Did you meet them at a networking event? Did you actually used to work together at an old company before you started your consulting practice? Whatever it is, right? Where did they come from? And I'm hoping that on that list of those clients will be some clients that were referred to you and you'll have the name of who referred them. And that's your list of referral sources. And the number you have dictates what strategy we want to deploy first. So if you only have a couple of referral sources, we don't need a strategy to cultivate more referrals from them. You don't have enough yet. You don't have that critical mass. But if you've got half a dozen or more referral sources, we've got something to work with there to start getting more referrals faster. So we're going to start with a different strategy. So the strategy or the tactics that I tell people to consider and to implement, start first with how many referral sources do you have and do you know their names? Like first and last names and exactly how many are there. Yeah. And so then once, as you said, if you don't have enough referral sources, would you then go first on, okay, we need to activate and find more referral sources. And if you have enough, then there's a different strategy. So how do you extrapolate from, let's say you have six referral sources that you have good numbers on, where do you go from next? You look at the commonalities, what's the same? So that is your pathway forward to find similar referral partners or what's the strategy or tactic afterwards? Yeah, so I think starting with that first step of identifying who are your referral sources does answer two pretty big, 
pretty big and important questions. Number one is, oh, these are the people that are referring me. So I can put a plan in place to take better care of them over the next 12 months to get more referrals from them. And to your point, it helps me identify commonalities. If I only have six referral sources or 12 referral sources, but I need 30 to get to the numbers I want to get to, well, you don't just snap your fingers and referral sources don't just magically appear out of the air. If they did, we would all have all the referral sources we could possibly need. And frankly, I wouldn't have a company. So I think when you look at who are your referral sources, there's actually like four types of referral sources. The ones I tell folks to focus on are clients and centers of influence. And so if you have referral sources that are clients or centers of influence, we do want to pay attention to the commonalities because that will help us identify who else could be referring you. But those strategies are two different, distinct strategies. Identifying who are your referral sources and then building a plan over the next 12 months to take better care of them with different referral seed language is a different plan than, hey, you know what? You really actually need another dozen people referring you. Let's pick people that we think would be great to refer you and then cultivate them to give you that first referral so that you can drop them into the plan to keep getting referrals from them. We're talking about two different strategies that actually have different tactics involved. Um, and lots of people need both. Some just need one or the other to get started, but most people eventually will need both. But both start with identification because you're right. Whatever you do for people who are referring you now, you can't just take that plan and apply it to people who aren't referring you. It won't translate. It won't make any sense because people who are referring you now, by the very nature of that, you have some kind of relationship with them. Maybe not like we're best friends and we went to college together and you know we get together every month for a drink. I don't mean that kind of friendship. But there's a professional friendship there if they're willing to put their reputation on the line and refer people to you, which is different from someone who's never thought to refer you. And now you're going to try to cultivate them to start referring you to put their reputation on the line. You don't just come out of the gate and you're like, hey, who are all the people you know? And give them to me. Like nobody wants to be talked to like that. So there's a different strategy that we teach to cultivate. And that's the difference between having existing current referral sources and potential referral sources, the soon to be referral sources. But they are two totally different strategies. And both of them start with that identification piece. How do you change how somebody would feel about your prospective referral source? What is it that they need to see? Are there some key ingredients that are on the checklist? It's like they need to see you exist. This needs to be in place for this to even go forward. I assume that's part of what you have in the guides and resources that you make available to your clients? Yeah, we definitely like to hold our clients' hands and take them step-by-step step through the process from a scientific perspective of what's actually happening as you're developing and strengthening these relationships. But the truth is most people are like, okay, when you're teaching me how to take somebody who's never referred me and get them to start referring me. Like, what are the things we need to be paying attention to? And yes, on some level, they need to understand what you do, but that's actually not the first thing. No one's going to remember what you do and who your ideal client is and the type of clients you're hoping to be referred to. Nobody cares about that, about you, right? What they care about is themselves. <laughs> as selfish as that sounds, it's true. But what they ultimately want to know long before they decide to make the decision to refer you is do you care about them? That's actually what triggers you in a place and to occupy space in their mind so that when that referral opportunity comes along, they will think about you and not the 14,000 other people who do exactly what you do. 
they'll think about you. The desire will be there to refer you. And so really this comes down to building the relationship with them and making it about them. Because then once you've occupying a certain space in their mind and how they feel about you, then you can direct how they think about you. And then that's when we start using our referral seed language. But the language that we use in communication with our referral sources comes from a place of being authentic and gratitude and thankfulness and wanting to make sure they know that we don't take them for granted, that when they do refer us, or we don't take that relationship for granted. It's not like we're trying to say the word for referral as many times as possible. I think that's so funny when people think that's the strategy. They're like, you just say the word referral all the time. I'm like, how do you put that into every sentence? That would be weird, right? But like, there are moments that we've identified that when they're dropped into conversation, that's what becomes remembered. And that's what we teach our clients. But ultimately, this all comes down to you taking care of the people who take care of you and you showing a genuine interest and caring about the people first that you hope then will also one day want to refer you. Yeah, I remember in your keynote, you mentioned just, for instance, one example. How do you think a referral source after they referred somebody, you, and you said most people would probably think about dishing out an email and getting it over with. And that's, as you said, exactly the opposite energy that you actually want to convey. So you want to go a little bit into this or any other resources that you think folks need to know? I know you have so many elite magnets, including your referral ninja roadmap. So, you know, as we're sort of getting to the end of the interview, where should people go next? Yeah. So I, I think that there are definitely some things that people like there's low hanging fruit, right? That people can certainly like, Hey, what do you write in a thank you card? Right. And what that ultimately looks like so that it actually plants referral seeds to, for them to do the behavior again. Right. And I think that's kind of what you're talking about. And we do, we talk about that kind of stuff. I mean, if you go to our website, which is stacybrownrandall.com and I you'll put this in the show notes page. So people are like, how do you spell Stacy? You'll tell them, don't worry. If you go to the website, um, there is a link to our resources page. It's called freebie. And you can find information on just getting started on your journey. But you mentioned a really good like 20 minute deep dive training that we have. It's just a video you can watch on your own time that really explains like what is the roadmap to build a referable business and to become what we call a referral ninja master. So yes, there's a quiz you can take, but when you're going through this training, we really dive more into the science behind how and why this works and then what you need to do to get started. And that can be found at stacybrownrandall.com forward slash roadmap. And it's really just a great training that you can watch when you have time to understand, okay, this is actually very different from any other traditional strategy that I've been taught. And it gives me my starting point and then teaches me how to start in terms of what I need to know about identifying my referral sources. So I don't say this to overwhelm anyone. We, To your point, we do have a lot of content that is available because we spend a lot of time educating people that yes, it, while referrals you've known about forever and you probably want more of, like every other business owner, we are going to come at it from an entirely different mm -hmm. tactic and strategy from the science. And that takes a lot of education before someone's like, oh, I get it. And yes, now I want more of it. So that's why we have all of our resources available. Yeah, fantastic. For me, you know, working with a lot of integrative and functional medicine docs, they're exactly your tribe because every one of them feels, I want to come across as authentic, sincere, you know, with gratitude and not be sleazy or salesy or gimmicky and all these things. And that's why probably so many of them have not activated their referral network, even though when I talk to them one-on-one, -on -one, everyone tells me that my best source of new business is referral. So right. they have positive proof 
that it works, yet they can't get from here to there. So I encourage everyone listening, make sure you take up Stacy on her Referral Ninja Roadmap. Highly recommend it. There's so much you can take away from it. And Stacy, thank you so much for sharing your nuggets. Do you want to have the final words on your wish for a better world or what you want entrepreneurs to practice, do, make their life better and easier? There's a lot of save the world type advice I could give. But when it comes to referrals, the number one thing you must believe is that you deserve them. The next thing you must understand is that you're not owed them. So whereas you do deserve referrals, you're never owed them. And you have to be willing to invest in relationships to receive them and consistent relationships if you want consistent referrals. So the hoping and wishing and praying strategy, while it works, right? But ultimately, when we're thinking about that hoping and wishing for that to actually happen, you're going to have to take some action and do some things different if you want to see the results that you ultimately are looking for, because you're not owed referrals, even though you deserve them. Very well said. So thanks again for an amazing interview, Stacy, and everyone else listening. We'll see you next week. I trust this episode was inspiring and that you'll join me for a new episode each and every week. And if you enjoyed this episode, hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever else you are listening. And feel free to share it with colleagues and friends. I'm your host, Uli Iselo. See you next week. Thank you.